Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, good afternoon and welcome to the COB from Ausbiz on this first Friday of 2021. Scotty, great to be here with you. Yeah, it's been fantastic. It's uh, been a good week as well. Uh, largest gain in about two months, so a uh, good start to the year for the local boars. Certainly was, not in the least for um, miners. They've had a, a cracking week. Anyone who uh, bought into Fortescue recently has had a pretty good start to 2021. Feels very validated in what's been going on there. Yeah, look, a uh, bit of profit taking moving into the miners today, but uh, my goodness, the, uh, the size of the gains yesterday were just jaw-dropping. I've seen a lot in these markets, and that was one of those wow kind of days. Uh, I know seeing Rio Tinto up around 8% for a session. Like, like, these are huge companies, a real big bet on uh, reflation trade, obviously, going through there. And, of course, we've got iron ore prices mooning, uh, coke and coal prices are mooning, everything's mooning at the moment, so it's no wonder that things are looking pretty good. No, I'm sure commodity traders are rolling up their sleeves and getting ready for what's going to be a big year ahead. Um, as are your favourite topic, Bitcoin <laughs> traders. Uh, a hell of a lot of momentum, $40,000 cracking that level uh, very very recently, I think in the last sort of 48 hours. Yes, it's uh, onwards and upwards. And uh, look, I don't want to go and, uh, and make too great a comparison, but just have a look at the, uh, the, the amount that uh, the Bitcoin has gone up and the amount that Tesla has gone up over the same period. And you'll find that uh, I think it's quite similar, the, uh, the amounts that it's actually occurred. So you go and put it together and it just says to me that uh, whilst, look, there's, there's, it's clearly there's lots of demand for both of those particular assets. Um, I just wonder what's actually underpinning that uh, demand. Is it uh, no stimulus checks? Is it lots of speculation? I suspect it probably is. Yeah, it was interesting. We had uh, one of our guests this afternoon, Caroline Bowler from B2C Markets, uh, who certainly knows a thing or two about Bitcoin. She was saying that in terms of their customer base, it's really broadened out in recent months, which I... I, I was hesitant to, to, to see as necessarily a positive thing if uh, more and more people are entering the market. Similar to the, the big boost we saw in the ASX as soon as the stimulus checks came in uh, early last year. Well, we know speculative bubbles need to go and draw in your participants. And uh, I did actually hear like parts of that interview uh, from a distance. And I heard you talking about uh, the, the expansion of uh, no, the number of uh, over 60s who are getting involved in Bitcoin. Now... Over 60 does not make you old by any stretch of the imagination. Hi, mum and dad. Uh, but certainly, uh, I was just thinking, well, when you're approaching that retirement, is it the kind of investment you want to go and have in your portfolio? I know interest rates are very low in those returns, but ooh, I don't know. I'm not sure I want to be holding cryptocurrency uh, in my uh, investment portfolio for my retirement fund. But each to their own. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to get away from volatility this year. Even if you go for pretty boring investments like gold, you would have... Uh certainly been hit, hit by a, a bit of volatility as well. Um, let's talk about a, a new acronym, which uh, we all love an acronym, don't we? Um, RORO. I'll give people at home uh, about 10 seconds to see if they can work out what that is. Any guesses? Any guesses? If I had some music to play, I'd play it now, but uh, no music. So I'm going to just tell you it's risk on, risk off. And I imagine that, that the concept is in a repeatable pattern. So it's continual switching back and forth. Um, t- t- tell us your thoughts on this. 
Yeah, risk on, risk off. It's, uh, I think it was coined by, uh, by someone at uh, HSBC, probably around about you know, a decade or so ago from, uh, from memory. And uh, it just exemplifies that uh, no, asset classes move in uh, the same direction. So risk assets all move or higher and then they all move lower and vice versa. And uh, it's been really, really strong, uh, the correlation between various asset classes uh, on a variety of different timeframes has been incredibly strong, like uh, to levels you've not seen since the GFC. And uh, I mentioned the GFC because the last time we had this big row row reason was uh, we had lots of central bank easing. Uh, and then the same thing again, we've got central banks doing exactly the same thing this time. Everyone's got their like, foot to the floor, trying to go and ease as aggressively as policy, you probably actually outdo each other. And um, it's, whilst it's fantastic and you're seeing some big returns and everything else, if you're running a diversified portfolio, it is creating headaches because you have everything moving in the same direction. You don't have counterbalances to go and have that uh, no, balance in check. And uh, I just wonder what happens if we do get a big drawdown or something like that, uh, what will happen? But people have been asking me a few people, like, no, how long do you reckon Scuddy to know this risk on phase is gonna go and last for? And uh, kind of tying it back to Roro, it comes down to when central banks start to go and diverge when it comes to their policies mm -hmm. to me. Uh, that's when you're going to start to see a bit of this uh, no, uh, risk on risk off start to lessen. But that's, uh, that's an amazing thing that I've been watching over the past little bit. Uh, it really brings me back to my trading days in the, uh, the early 2010s uh, after the GSC. It was just you know, very difficult to go and, uh, and get anything that wasn't, uh, wasn't correlated. So we're going to be stuck with it for quite some time. It's very difficult for central banks to break away, to, you know, taking, really stepping outside the pack. It's not just implications in their own country, but on a global basis as well, mm. in terms of currency, etc. Um, so I'd be very interested to see uh, who, who does do that. Um, clearly, we'll have clues first in the economic data as it continues to come out, but uh, it will be interesting to see who's forced to uh, move higher first. None of them seem particularly... Uh, yeah. ready to at the moment. What do you reckon? Do you reckon it have to be the, the Federal Reserve will be the first mover and then other central banks might feel willing to go down that path so they don't have a huge currency appreciation? I think it's exactly what will happen. I think uh, everyone will be waiting for, for signals from the Fed and then I think we might get a, a mass movement because a lot of people have been waiting at the start line for, for the for the Fed's firing signal to, to go. Let's talk about our stock of the day, which is Accent Group. And Accent Group, like many companies, had a very tumultuous 2020. They, of course, own uh, a lot of the uh, retail businesses, which you see in, in large shopping centers. So a very rough start to the year. Um, but then things picked up. Now, that stock's off by 1.37% one, uh, 1 today. But we asked um, our guest on the call today, Rudy Filipek van Dyke from FN Arena, uh, one of our guests, what he thought. Let's have a listen to what he had to say. Started for quite a long time, one of, one of the better retailers we have in Australia. Um, and at times, um, if people look for quality in retail, they, they often point at Accent Group. I think, I think you can still add it to your portfolio. A cautious buy, yes, we might and say. I, and, on I, that. and I think momentum, and, and not some, I think momentum for that sector in, in general, I think is, is, is poised to remain positive for the, for the weeks ahead, in particular with the reporting season upcoming. Mm -hmm. And if retailers don't report in February, they will do so after February. Mm -hmm. So there is, I think there's more positive news to come. And, and one positive announcement will feed on, on, on the next one, I think. I think this is a, one of the better retail stocks, but just because I'm, I only have like a couple of retail stocks in my portfolio and they're much more online focused. So for me, I don't have a sort of long-term secular tailwind here that would really attract me to the stock. But at the same time, I, I would not be surprised if there's a, a couple of weeks momentum trade in this, but for me, I guess 
taking the more long-term view, I'd see it more as a hold at current prices, even though it's actually quite close to a buy just because it's reasonably cheap compared to some other retailers, I think. And that was Claude Walker from A Rich Life um, with uh, both of their views. So, um, yeah, interesting to hear what they both had to say. Uh, look, Accident Group's had a, as you said, a, quite a tumultuous 12 months. Uh, collected JobKeeper, then uh, all the stimulus checks uh, came in, and then uh, boom times, and you can see the, the share price. It's in the, an upgrading right now. But it's one of those companies that's, uh, that's benefiting from the pull forward of demand and the fact that we can't go and spend our money uh, as normal uh, because of the restrictions, and particularly when it comes to travel and the like. So I'm a bit, uh, bit skeptical about whether the longer trend, longer term trends uh, that we've seen in sales recently are going to be sustained. Mm, which is interesting given both our, our analysts on the call just now both uh, said yes to it. I, yeah, I, I personally, speaking anecdotally, I think there comes a point where you do take your um, services spending, what you would have spent on going out and going traveling, and reinvest that in goods because. It feels fun mm. to spend, especially when you're having a bit of a rough time. Um, but then it comes a point where you really get a bit saturated. You know, how many fridges can you buy? How many sofas can you buy? How many TVs can you buy? Yep. And uh, so I, I'd be interested to see where this all comes to a, a bit of a grinding halt as well. I keep a close eye on these things. And when it comes to the, uh, the consumption, which of course is around about to almost 60% of the Australian economy, there are big secular trends that have been temporarily disrupted because of pandemic. Uh, but longer term, we are spending a lot more money on experiences than, than goods. And I expect that will reassert themselves whenever we get back to normality. So whenever you're like looking at these stocks, you've got to go and probably think, well, what's the longer term time frame that there's going to be these conditions that are in place right now? Because in some point, it's probably going to revert to the, the mean. Absolutely. And so very few of us around this office this week, in my other office this week, in the city in general this week. Uh, but I think a lot of people will be back to their desks uh, next Monday, uh, not least because there are not many places you can go on holiday in Australia at the moment anymore. We're all sort of having to keep it pretty close to home. Um, anything you're excited about for next week, apart from seeing a few more faces around the place? Uh, look, uh, politics will continue to dominate. Uh, we'll be big focused on the Australian economy. We get a lot of data reads out. I think on Monday we get to retail sales as well. We've got the preliminary figures out. We need to go and see what's under the hood, what's, uh, what's driving it. Uh, there's lots of other things that are starting to come up. I think consumer confidence comes out next week. Uh, maybe the NAB business survey might be out as well. Uh, so good reads as to what sentiment is like uh, and what spending is going on. Uh, and of course, I think the real key thing from here as well, when you talk about anything as well, what's going on with labour markets and what's central bank reaction to it? Mm. Yeah, so we'll have a keep an eye on the US before we, we, we find out our own data as well. Uh, Scotty, what a pleasure to have the first Friday back in January 2021. It has been a pleasure. Side by side. To all our viewers have and listeners, have a wonderful weekend. Don't forget to tune in to anything you might have missed uh, on our Ausbiz app where you can get all of our videos and interviews. Hey, Root, we'll see you on Monday. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.